What Baroque Ensemble was named for a French composer was the ensemble in residence at New York's Trinity Church and has recorded the complete sacred choral works of Joseph Haydn filling out an eight-CD set? That would be the ensemble Rebel. I'm Angela Mariani, and on Harmonia this week, we'll hear music from their live performance at the 2011 Indianapolis Early Music Festival. Plus, we'll explore approaches to balancing historical accuracy and creative improvisation in early music performance and listen to recorder music from a featured release by Nina Stern. take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on Poland, 1331. The Battle of Płowacze, a struggle between Polish soldiers and knights of the Teutonic Order raged. When Dietrich von Altenburg and the army of the Teutonic Order tried to take the town of Brzeźkujawski in central Poland, they were 7,000 strong. Though the Polish army had only 5,000 soldiers, they met their invaders in full force. The battle continued past nightfall with heavy casualties on both sides. Ultimately, the Polish army was victorious, although the Teutonic Order was not completely destroyed. The Battle of Płowacze was but one event in the Teutonic Order's decades-long crusade to convert Eastern Europe to Christianity. In Italy, in January of 1331, Odoric of Pordenone died, the medieval traveler provided important eyewitness reports of his journey to China, including accounts of cannibalism and foot-binding. Numerous copies of Odoric's narrative were made and disseminated throughout Europe. As a result, today some consider him a greater explorer than Marco Polo. The year 1331 also marks the death of Abul Fida, an Arabic historian, geographer, warrior, and statesman who rose to become the Sultan of Hama, located in present-day Syria. In 1320, after receiving the rank of Sultan, Abul Fida dedicated over 20 years of peaceful governance to the city of Hama. During this time, his generous patronage attracted many writers to his court. In this same year, Philippe de Vitry was in London with Louis de Bourbon, Count of Clermont. De Vitry is known best for his motets included in the Roman de Fauvel, a lengthy poem by Gervais de Bu, whose satirical animal and human characters symbolically criticize some of the political and religious corruption of the time. De Vitry served the Count in more than a musical capacity. He was also a clerk, administrator, and diplomat for Louis. Some think that the inclusion of some of de Vitry's motets in the Roman de Fauvel came from the high position that his patron had in the courts of England and France. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1331. I'm Angela Mariani. You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books in our gift store. Find it all at harmoniaearlymusic.org.
One of the things that defines early music is the attempt by performers to present material in a historically informed way. In the case of medieval music, where often very little documentation exists, performers sometimes have to make educated guesses about many aspects of performance practice. In some cases, they rely on improvisation or even composed material to, quote, fill in the blanks. In other cases, even when the notes are present, different performers may make very different decisions about style. Guillaume de Machaut's Messe de Notre-Dame is one of the earliest polyphonic mass settings in the Western tradition. Little is known about the life of Machaut, and the only information we have about the music is from handwritten manuscripts. In this case, the notes are all there, but there is little information to tell us how this music actually sounded. What was the vocal technique? How did they tune? Did they use ornaments or other added gestures? Many contemporary performances of this mass pull from the choral traditions of France, England, and Germany, as in this performance by the Hilliard Ensemble. However, in the Middle Ages, many intellectual and cultural influences from the Middle East spread across Europe through trade and pilgrimage routes as well as war. Some have suggested that this influence extended to music, or even that aspects of musical style in medieval Europe shared some common characteristics that we associate more closely now with the East. Ensemble Organum, directed by Marcel Perez, drew from this historical information in their interpretation of Machaut's Messe de Notre-Dame, using microtones, improvisation, and a sound reminiscent of Byzantine chant.
Music from Guillaume de Machaut's Messe de Notre-Dame. Ensemble Organum, directed by Marcel Perez, performed their unique Eastern-influenced interpretation of this Mass. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Unlike the medieval music we just heard, more instructional manuals and other writings on the performance of Renaissance music exist. While Renaissance manuscripts provide performers with the music itself, musical treatises teach how to embellish pre-existing music and even compose new music. These are tools that many of today's Renaissance musicians regularly put to use. For the next performance we'll hear, Ensemble Charamella turn to the Brussels Bassa Dance Manuscript of Marguerite of Austria to prepare music for their 2010 recording, Music from the Court of Burgundy. Their improvised version of the famous tune La Spagna imitates surviving variations on the tune from the second half of the 15th century. Here is La Spagna played in slow, even notes, with a lively improvisation played over it.
Renaissance music from the court of Burgundy. Ensemble Charamella improvised over the tune La Spagna, and after that we heard O Rosabella and Placange Ortost. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, celebrating 25 years of service to the field of early music. On the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. We've been considering ideas of historical performance practice and improvisation on this edition of Harmonia. Now let's move on to some live performance. Over several weekends each summer, some of today's best performers of early music find themselves in the middle of Indiana. The 2011 Indianapolis Early Music Festival was no exception and opened with an evening of music performed by the Baroque Ensemble Rebel with recorder and flute player Matthias Mota. Their program featured some of the better-known names in Baroque music, but they also included music by Jewish composer Salomon Rossi, whose chamber music gained him the admiration and patronage of the powerful Mantuan family, the Gonzagas, and the mysterious Giovanni Antonio Pandolfi Meali, known for his four publications of sonatas. We'll hear Rebel's performance of Sonata Sopra un Aria Francese by Salomon Rossi in just a bit. But first, here's Sonata Number no. 9 by Alessandro Scarlatti, which opened the second half of Rebel's performance at the 2011 Indianapolis Early Music Festival. Thank you. 
sonata by composer Salomon Rossi, and before that, Alessandro Scarlatti's Sonata in A Minor, performed by Ensemble Rebel at the 2011 Indianapolis Early Music Festival. Hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts can be found online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. This week, our featured recording, Rose of the Compass, by recorder player Nina Stern, takes us on a musical voyage from medieval Italy to Armenia, from the Balkans to the Middle East. Stern combines, quote, the rich traditions of both folk and classical music.
Traditional Bulgarian music from Nina Stern's recent CD, Rose of the Compass, our featured release this hour on Harmonia. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal DeHaan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterlin. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Anna Pranger, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KOHM at Texas Tech University, Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. Harmonia.